Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop coming at you from my home studio in Tin Top, Texas. That's right. I made it back. And uh, I should find out today whether the bike makes it through U.S. Customs. Now, I couldn't resist but throwing a couple curveballs at them. So there are some questionable things on the bike. I just didn't know when I would ever have the chance of bringing those back. So we will see what happens. But today's episode covers the last stretch of my journey south to the end of the world. And uh, man, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you, Zach, at Heavy Clothing. Check out Heavy Clothing at heavy.bigcartel.com. Man. Uh, so I'm back in Texas just getting my shit together. I had a serious fumble with MC Shop Tees this month while I was gone. They shut down my website and my the site that uses I use to process all the payments. Uh, everybody's payment did go through. I just don't have the information right now. But I think I've got it squared away and should have... All the information I need to order t-shirts and start printing this week. So, thank you for your patience. If you're not signed up, go to mcshoptees.com. It's the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. This month's featured shop is right out of Texas, Austin, Texas. Jackson's Choppers. That's right, Matt's been building choppers for a hot minute, and I'm stoked to finally feature his shop. The first chopper show I actually ever went to was down at Green Hall when I built my shovel head the first time. And, you know, I respectively got second right behind Matt. But that was when I first met Matt and I had no idea his influence in this presence within the chopper community. And it's uh, it's awesome to finally be at a point where I can, like, you know, do something rad for him. And we got easy willing to do some bad ass fucking artwork. And uh, I hope that you were signed up before the beginning of February, because that's the only way I can guarantee you a shirt. Um, Next month's featured shop is a sick one, and it's not even going to be a black t-shirt. We're doing something different this time. So go to mcshoptees.com and sign up now. Uh, if you want to support this show, but you've got plenty of fucking t-shirts, go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. There's a Patreon support link. You can sign up to donate five bucks a month. Each month, I've got a $100 gift card from Low Brow Customs where you can you win, dude. You can win some shit to put on your chopper. That's right. And for every five bucks you donate through Patreon till the end of the year is going to give you a better chance at winning a trip or winning an expedition thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. That's right. Go check out MotorcycleSherpa.com and uh, check out all the awesome expeditions they offer. If you don't want to wait on winning, you want to go this year, go with me to Nepal the first two weeks in November. Go to MotorcycleSherpa.com to sign up now and find out more information. Uh, it's going to be sick. It's going to be so sick. If you've been listening to the show, you know the past two trips I went on. Uh, we're fucking mind blowing. The first one like changed my entire outlook on traveling on a motorcycle. So I hope that you can, you know, go on this trip and I can share this experience with you. And, uh, yeah, motorcycle dude. So it's 
the beginning of February, the first event of the season is Mama Tried in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I think it's the 17th and 18th. Uh, do flat out Friday. I got to get my chopper ready this week. Uh, knives made by Nick and Booger over at Go oh, fucking custom cycle fabrication finishing something or other shit, Booger. Anyways, I my good friends were working on my flat track brakeless race bike uh, while I was gone, and I'm super stoked to be riding it at Flat Out Friday. Uh, I'll get the chopper ready this week. I just talked to Chicken Rick of Chicken Fried Choppers, and uh, I'm going to be doing something with him and, and uh, was it Mike Stout from Stout Boonie Bikes. They're gonna, we're going to do some fucking halftime show on Boonie Bikes, which is sick because I gave away my boonie bike to my brother-in-law, and he's actually got it down in Key West, did a frame-off restoration, painted it fucking blue, and put a hot rod motor in it, and uh, now it's his. So it'll be rad to ride a stout boonie bike while I'm in Milwaukee at Flat Out Friday. On Saturday at Mama Tried, I'll be doing live podcasts in the upstairs studio, thanks to Harley Davidson and Mama Tried Flat Out Friday. Uh, it's an amazing, it's, it's going to be sick. Sorry, my father-in-law has tried to break in my fucking studio here. Um, yeah, I've got badass guests that I'm going to get to talk to. You can sit in a live studio audience. It's, uh, it's going to be awesome. So hope to see you at Mama Tried. Uh, March, April, what is in April? Oh, March, March. Fucking Sons of Speed Racing at New Smyrna. March 4th, Daytona Bike Week. March 5th, we're doing a chopper show at the Harley-Davidson Footprint with Choppers Magazine. Uh, I'm sure we're going to do the kickstart competition like we did last year because that was a lot of fun. So make sure you bring your kickstart chopper to Daytona. At the end of March, it's the beginning of the Texas Fandango down in Fredericksburg, Texas at the Gillespie County Fairgrounds. A swap meet, flat track race, camping, and live music. Uh, the Outbound Train will be playing. Lulu and the Black Sheep will be playing. It's going to be a fucking great time in Texas. The weather's great. The roads are great. The food's even better. So meet me in Fredericksburg. Uh, March, April... You would think, you know, that I've, like, done this before. I'm back in my home studios. I have everything set up in front of me. Uh, I do. I do. I do. Um, EDR, May 5th and 6th. The Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival, May 18th through the 21st at Loretta Lynn's Ranch in Hurricane Hills, Tennessee, home of the Bling Cycles Invitational. I'm telling you, this event's great. It's a family-friendly event. The music lineup this year is fucking insane. The Ives Brothers will be there riding on the, the Wall of Death, some of the baddest builders. There's going to be racing. The roads around there are fucking insane. And this will be your first chance to test ride a Harley-Davidson Pan America off-road at the ADV Experience. So go check out MotorcyclesAndMusic.com to buy your tickets now. And meet me in Tennessee. Um, dude, Memorial Day weekend here in Texas, there's another event called the Texas Hill Show that is happening in the hill country of Texas. Yeah, I know. It's fucking insane, right? They've got a list of a bunch of badass invited builders. I think they're giving away a chopper. It's going to be a sick show. So 
Make sure if you're around for that, you check them out. Um, dude, so I think we can get into this podcast. What else did I... There's some other... Man, I got a bunch of rad shit I'm working on. I hope that you guys are getting ready for this spring. Uh, Knives Made by Nick is helping me get ready for this spring. I'm fixing to go out there and wring some necks of my kids because they're trying to keep me from getting ready for this spring. All right, let's get into this podcast to the end of the world. So I took off from the gas station, filled up on gas, and I don't know, there was like, I, you know, I didn't, haven't planned much of the trip, and some people would mention, oh, the, the, the dudes from Slov, Slovia, Slova, Slovacek. The dudes, the dudes from elsewhere, uh, I asked them where, you know, what their route was. And they're like, well, we're going to Ushuaia and then hopefully going to make it back up to San Francisco. And I'm like, whoa. They're like, yeah, we, uh, we definitely want to hit Torres del Pine National Park. I was like, oh, yeah, huh? That's down here. And I heard somebody else, maybe it was them, I think it was somebody else, but was like, yeah, all the pictures that you've seen from Patagonia. Uh, are taken there. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I thought all the pictures I'd seen were taken on that fucking Ruta Cuarenta Uno because that was incredible. But I was kind of like also to the point where, you know, fuck, I'd, I'd, I'd been on the road for so long. I kind of was just like wanted to just go to the bottom and go back to Buenos Aires and go home, you know, like I was, <clears throat> I don't know, I was in a weird spot, and uh, so I'm going, just kind of headed south, and there was an intersection that I was, you know, was just going to feel out when I got there, <clears throat> and I guess I missed it or something, next thing you know, I'm at the fucking border crossing to Chile, and the border cross, oh, 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 before I got to the border crossing, I like, and maybe this is one of the reasons I missed the border crossing, but I, uh, I saw some kind of fucking animal. Like it was a predator. It looked like a fucking cat. You know, it had a tail and I just saw the silhouette like pretty far in front, like pretty far ahead of me. And I, I slow down and didn't see nothing when I got there and there was no place for it to hide unless it went in the hole or something. So I'm like, fuck it. I do it. You turn and I go back to where like I can see it's kind of on this, the left-hand side of the road when the road goes to the right and there's like a, <clears throat> a guard, a barrier. And, uh, well, look, there's somebody else here. They're coming. I'm at the end of the world. Like this is Finn Del Mundo. I just went across the bridge. In a little car, huh? 
So anyways, I see this predator. I'm like, so I turn around, face the direction where I thought it went, and I park the bike, and I just start looking, you know? And there's not much out there. There's a bunch of, like, ostriches in the bag, which I found out later were emus, <clears throat> and then some swans. Yeah, that was another thing that family told me about in those cars on 41 was that there's flamingos and these, like, black neck swans, I think is what they called them. And... Uh, <clears throat> So I see, I can see swans, I can see the ostrich, and I swear to you, this was a fucking, a, a mountain lion, like a puma up here, you know, and I've been looking or hoping I would see one, but I mean, the chances are very slim. So I kill the bike, I'm just taking it all in, like once again, I'm still like not sure exactly where I'm going or how I'm going to get there, and well, I mean, for that day anyhow, uh. And all of a sudden, I see him. I see him looking at me in the fucking, like, there's some tall shrubs. He's on my side of the shrubs, just sitting down looking at me. And it's a fucking fox. I'm like, wow. Well, first I couldn't tell if it was a fox or a little cat. I started taking pictures of it. Pictures, you could, it was too far away and too small. So I started walking up to it, got like off the shoulder and down into the grass. And then I was like, wait a second. What I saw from way back there was a lot bigger. At least it seemed a lot bigger than what I'm seeing now. What if this is like a cub or a baby of whatever I saw? So then I started getting fucking freaked out and came back to my bike. And then he got up and walked off and was looking at me, looking at the fence. And I uh, watched him trot along, and, and then he took off. And, or I took off. He didn't. He just kind of just was there. But that was cool. So I got to see a fox. It was a gray fox. It was a beautiful little guy. A little, sc little scraggly, but uh, <clears throat> it was really cool to see that morning. It kind of like, it lifted my spirits quite a bit. Not that my spirits were down. I was just like, you know, uh, I just was like, I guess I was just unsure as to where I was going that day, you know? And I was looking for a sign, and I guess that was a sign that I was going in the right direction, right? So I guess I missed the intersection. Next thing you know, I'm at the Chile-Argentinian border, and uh, and there's fucking buses everywhere. The line is insane. Uh, but besides waiting in line, it was one of the easier crosses because it's one that all the, the tour buses use, going to Torres del Pine National Park. So... I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess I'm going to go to the park. You know, I'm right here. Go in, do the border crossing. I get to the, uh, the chilly side of it. It was fucking relatively painless there. There's a bunch of motorcycles there, a big group from Israel. It's funny, I asked them where they were from, and they were like, the land of milk and honey. I'm like, oh, Texas? They're like, they just started laughing. Anyways, they were on a tour going the way that I came from. <clears throat> and uh, and then I get to, like, the first little, like, I mean, it's a store right there. I mean, walking distance from where I just checked in at the, the Aduanas, the customs. And I go inside this place, and it's a fucking madhouse, dude. A fucking madhouse. But I've always heard people talk about, like, Ushuaia area in southern Argentina and Chile are kind of like Switzerland or like giving the Swiss Alps feeling. And uh, 
I started getting that. I started getting that vibe. But just the amount of tourists just fucking made me go, I do not want to go in this fucking park. You know, like, there's just buses everywhere. I'm talking about, like, double-decker buses and shit. So, <clears throat> there was an intersection right there where it's like, go into the park or just go on to the next town. And I just, I went on to the next town. But I was unsure of that move. And I just was going and I was passing people and then slowing down and then, pulling out my map and like really are you just gonna ride this paved road into fucking you know i mean come on damn like there was part of me like egging myself on to look for something and and sure enough as i'm driving down the road i find like a road that kind of like circles like it just takes off the main road and then comes back to the main road and i was looking off that direction and the landscape looked incredible and i was like Okay, okay, I, I should do that. I should do that. So I turn around, I go back, and that road actually takes off. Like the road, the, the intersection where I decided to go to town instead of Torres del Pine, I go down that road, and then I hang a left. And then that road loops around and goes back to the main road. But when I got to the another intersection, I could either go to the left towards that main road or go to the right, it looked very intriguing to the right. So I started like going to the right while also like keeping an eye on my fuel situation because I had to get to that next town, which was, uh, oh, what was the name of that next town? I want to tell you because I went there twice. Uh, so I'm going down this road, <clears throat> right? This <clears throat> Just kind of got my attention. Porto Natales. And sure enough, it ends up being, well, first off, the road that got my attention was, it was beautiful. And it just kept getting more and more beautiful. And there's like this crazy mountains with all this fucking snow and glacier and just ice on them. And then these crazy looking towers, a.k.a. Torres del Pine. So I realized that <clears throat> I'm on the fucking, <clears throat> the rugged back road entrance to this national park. And I'm like, oh shit. And it just like, it was so intriguing. I'm like, here it is. You got to, you got to do it. So I went as far as I could. We're at half a tank of gas and I needed to go back and get gas. So I was like, fuck it. I'll go back and get gas and then I'll come back up here and camp. And I did that. I went to Port Natales. I got some blood sausage to cook on a fire bottle of wine i got some cheese and some crackers <clears throat> now inside this national park there's one campground and they don't want you camping any other place and now there's a couple places to camp outside the campground but inside the campground there's one spot and i found that campground and it had the most epic view of the fucking the mountains and the lake and i'm looking around for like a cool place to set up my tent so i could get like you know, the Patagonia picture for all you motherfuckers, you know? Uh, and I just wasn't seeing it. Like, the campground, like, all the campsites were kind of, like, secluded and, like, tucked away. And then this guy came up and started talking to me, and he was from, uh, he's actually from Argentina, but he's lived in Spain for the past 12 years. And now he came back to Argentina to ride to Ushuaia, and he's going to try, he's going to ride as far north after that as he possibly you know, as much time as he can. 
And we start talking. He's like, anyways, we got, a, we got a camp spot up on the top of this hill. And I told him, I was like, well, I'm looking for a wild camp spot, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, yeah, that's what we're all looking for, you know. And we hit it off pretty good. And we're just talking for a while. Super rad cat. So I, uh, I went and rode around the park a little bit more and then came back and was like, fuck it. I'm camping with you guys. You know, I paid the lady. Go inside the camp registration office and it's like this nice fucking restaurant you know i'm like oh my gosh i got camping supplies it's fucking insane so i go up there and him and his buddy are set up dude and they got a great fucking view of the mountain dude and we just we just start fucking talking and oh man we had a great time they cooked um <clears throat> they had just canned they were they've been there for a couple days <clears throat> and they cooked uh Actually, not only they've been there for a couple of days, the day that I got there, that the night before, they stayed up till one o'clock. And at one o'clock in the morning, they rode their bikes 60 kilometers into the park and then got off their bikes and walked for four hours to the fucking the base of the Taurus Del the Towers of Pine and watched the sun come up. And they were like, you know, still trying to stay awake you know they didn't want to go to sleep too early and wake up in the middle of the night so i helped them do that we uh we drank the wine they made fish and rice from a can we cooked my blood sausage and had cheese and bread and man we had a great evening and i was it was so good you know the <clears throat> the road provides you know the road provide i needed like a i mean obviously i didn't need anything but i needed i i uh i benefited greatly from uh just just hanging out with those guys for a little bit you know i'm like you know it's tough being away from the family it really is and uh sometimes you just you just need that anyway those guys were fucking so good those it was so so beautiful to spend that evening with them and then a fox came and joined our camp a beautiful like red fox oh my god came right up next to the motorcycle Oh, it was so cool. So the next morning, they were going north. I told them they needed to go take Cuarente Uno. And uh, I headed south on 9. <clears throat> and uh, I wasn't sure where I was going to go. I knew that Puerto Arenas was like a pretty big port city. Like, I think Puerto Arenas is where Port, port Puerto Arenas is where like most of the big um, like Arctic, Antarctic expeditions go to and and then I realized like the next thing I have to do is cross the Straits of Magellan like like this I get I got across the Straits of Magellan like I I started I got goosebumps now again so I'm like fuck it that's what I'm doing and then I got a message from Nico 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 dude Nico fucking Troy's friend that I met in San Martin de Los Andes was like, hey, we're staying here tonight in Rio Grande. And he sends me a pin and I'm like, fuck, that is far away. But, you know, I didn't even respond to him. I just fucking, I just booked it, dude. Booked it, got to the ferry, took the ferry across with a bunch of guys from Brazil. And, uh, dude, they were stoked. They were fucking real stoked. And I needed gas, and I was like, where's the next gas station? They're like, follow us. We're going straight there. So there was like two groups from Brazil. One group had ladies, and then the other group was riding solo. 
I followed him behind the guys riding doubles, right? And then the dudes riding solos were like, come on with us. And, dude, we took off. And they were on, like, Triumph Tigers and GSAs. And we were rolling triple fucking digits, like triple digits all the way to the gas station. And the wind is fucking howling. I mean, howling. Like, we're leaned over. Like, passing trucks going 100 miles an hour with the wind blowing like that is fucking crazy. And I was just like, what are we doing here, man? Like, so we get gas and I talk to them. I'm like, hey, are you guys crossing into Argentina? Because that's... I'm going to cross into Argentina tonight, you know, because it was, like, getting pretty late at that point. And they were like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, we are. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and take off. Like, you, I don't know what y'all's group's doing, but I'm get, I don't know that I need to ride at that pace. I'm like, you know, your whole body's fucking tense when you're rolling like that in the wind. And sure enough, it starts, like, getting pretty chilly and wet, and I pull over and put all my rain gear on, and the three solo dudes fucking just blow by me, waving, honking. I'm like, fuck it. So I chase those motherfuckers down. Of course, dude. Just rolling as fast as we can. We meet up at the border uh, crossing. And and I'm like, all right, well, where are you guys going next? I got some friends that are set up camp in Rio Grande. And uh, they were like, we're going all the way to Ushuaia. And I'm like, you guys are fucking crazy, you know? Like, okay, so in between the fucking border checkpoints, we fucking... They were waiting on me when I got out of there from the chilly side, and we just fucking booked. I mean, it wasn't even that far, but it was like, and we weren't even like racing. It was just like, just the excitement and adrenaline going that fast together, like passing. Oh, dude, it was so sick. Anyways, that's when I leave them. They stopped and got gas again. We all stopped and got gas, and I took off. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. And I take off and I go to meet the guys in Rio Grande. Now, my fucking service wasn't working very good. And I had like a a pin that I took a picture of like on the map of where Nico was. But it wasn't definite and it moved around a couple times. I knew that it was just a bad deal. And I started seeing these signs. Fin del Mundo. Fin del Mundo. And, uh, anyways, I get to Rio Grande. And, uh, I'm coming into town and I see this big old fucking statue of a motorcycle and this, like, tribute to this guy. This Argent, the first person to ride from Terra del Fuego to Alaska, Prudhoe Bay was from Argentine, Argentina, and this place was like a motorcycle hostel dedicated to him, and I'm like, damn, why the fuck aren't we staying here, you know, and so I start looking for the dudes on the map, you know, or in town from the map coordinates I got, and I'm just riding around, not having any luck, and then bam, I hear a Harley, here comes Nico on his fucking Sportster dude, just smiling ear to ear, now they're on their way back up. They did, already did Ushuaia the day before. So I'm like fucking congratulating them, giving them high fives and hugs, you know, so stoked for him to, you know, he went from Miami to Key West to Alaska to fucking Terra del Fuego, Fundel Monday, Fundel, Fin del Mundo. Yeah, it's so sick. Anyways, he was like, hey man, I'm going to the fucking. 
I'm going to the butcher. We're getting meat. We're doing like a fucking Argentinian cookout tonight. And I'm like, sick. Okay. So we go to the meat market. We buy some meat. We buy some wine. And uh, and then we go back to where we're staying. And guess where we're staying? We're staying at that motherfucking motorcycle hostel. And it was sick as fuck, dude. Just pulling past the statue. It's right on the fucking ocean. They got this giant, like, communal kitchen space that you can smoke inside. A big-ass area to park your bikes in the garage. These containers all stacked on top of each other with rooms and beds. This fucking sick-ass homemade fucking grill we fired up immediately. And there was bikes from all over the world there. Oh, my God. It was sick. It was so sick. This one dude, uh, Troy was there changing oil on a rural infield from this guy who flew in, bought a motorcycle in Colombia. He had never even ridden a motorcycle. Never ridden a motorcycle. And now he bought his first motorcycle and rode it from Colombia all the way down to fucking Ushuaia. Super fucking cool. I mean, a big, like... You know, rich old dork, but I mean, what a rad dude. Like, hey, I'm going to go, like, I have fucking so much respect for that, dude. It's so fucking cool. But we had the fucking greatest night, dude. And sure enough, me, Nico, and Troy were up late bullshitting. And and Troy's like, dude, what, you know, what could Nico do the podcast? And I was like, I would love it if Nico would do the podcast. I wanted to do it as soon as I got here. But, like, there were so many people, and I'm like, but everybody's asleep now. Let's do it. And our fucking drunk asses sit down and recorded a fucking podcast. And I was so stoked and honored to have Nico on my show. And uh, if you want, Nico's going to be in Sturgis this year. So Vagabond Motor Tours is their company. And uh, just Nico's a fucking rad dude. Troy, hey, Troy ain't too bad himself. You know, Troy ain't too bad himself. But then I started looking at Rio Grande, the city rap. It's just like Lago Straw Bull, dude. The fucking brown and rainbow trout, especially brown in the Rio Grande, fucking huge 10, 20, 30-pound fucking trout in this river. But I'm like, dude, you got to fucking get on with it, dude. You got to get on with it. So I wake up the next morning, and our boy Casco, Casco didn't even stay at the hostel, dude. He found some old lady in town who, like, grows a bunch of marijuana. He stayed over there, got laid, showed up that morning with weed, and got me fucking high. So I roll out of Rio Grande, one hit of fucking weed, and I'm lit off my ass headed to the end of the fucking world, dude. I'm like, are you kidding me right now, dude? Are you kidding me? So I roll south, dude, and it's fucking just, it's just fucking beautiful. It just starts, it went from, like, desolate, you know, like the area where I was riding with those dudes from Brazil, there was nothing out there except for wind, dude. Wind and waves. And uh, and the further south I got, dude, you get around this lake and it just like, it's like all a fucking just a national park. It's all fucking beautiful. I mean, just fucking beautiful. And the road now is paved. It's like fresh pavement. I'm just fucking, I'm trying to take it easy. And really I was. Really I like. Especially at first, when I was really stoned, I'm just like, just taking it easy. Like, just got to get it there. And then, like, as the weed wore off, I started going fast as fuck. And, and all of a sudden, I get to this fucking lake, and there's this turnoff. And, like, I see off in the distance some dirt switchbacks. And I'm like, huh, oh, the turnoff. Oh, shit, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to. Dude, I take off down these fucking switchbacks. Oh, my God. Some of the gnarliest shit that I've ridden. 
and I get down to the bottom. I drop my fucking bike at one point in the fucking, like, in a river crossing. I'm like, are you kidding me, Dan? You are fucking miles away from the end of this road, and you're fucking out here fucking around? Like, of course you are. Of course you are. So anyways, I fucking climb back up, get back on the main road, and I'm like, all right, just fucking take it easy, dude, you know? And I keep going, and then bam, I come across this a fucking motorcycle on a sign. I pull in there, and it's this epic little fucking museum. A bunch of old bikes, a replica of the first bike that went from uh, Ushuaia to Bruno Bay. Uh, just like monuments and trinkets and this super cool old fucking dude who brews his own gin. I'm like, dude, what a fucking sweet spot this is, man. So I roll out of there and I keep going. And then bam, the sign, like Ushuaia just kept getting. What's crazy is like, it kept like, a, a lot of times when you're going someplace, you're like, oh man, it's like, you see the numbers marking like, oh, you're 150 kilometers out. Oh, you're 125. And it's like 120. I thought I went like 40 kilometers in that stretch. And it was the complete opposite at the end where I'm like, shit, it's, it's only, it's only 120 kilometers away. And then I'd see a hundred kilometers away. And I'm like, fuck, I already went 20 kilometers. It's like, it just got to me so fast. And I'm like, what the fuck? And Finally, I come up on Ushuaia, and I'm like, you know, I get to the, the pillars, and I take the picture, and I'm like, what the, what in the fuck? Like, I'm, I'm happy, but I'm like confused and sad and shocked and just so many emotions. And there's like, like I pulled up to those, the pillar, the Ushuaia pillars. And there's fucking, you know, people taking, there's like a line to take your photo on your bike there because there's like five bikers there. I didn't even take my helmet off or say anything. I was just like, I, I didn't know. I don't, I didn't know what to do. You know, of course I fucking took the photo or I got somebody to take a photo for me. And I rode into Ushuaia and I like, I don't know if I had an expectation or a thought or <clears throat> it definitely wasn't Ushuaia is not what I thought it was going to be. I mean, there's like a, a Ford dealership and a Toyota dealership and a, everything there. I mean, the fucking Naval Station, uh, a fucking shipping yard, of course, with a bunch of containers, like nothing that is was surprising in a place like this, but it just was like. I don't know. It's too much. I just like rode through town and just kept going down the road, you know, like just kept going and going and, and going and, you know, Fin del Mundo, Fin del Mundo, Fin del Mundo, which is the end of the world in Spanish. And finally, the road turns into uh, Park National Terra del Fuego. I'm like, holy shit, I'm at the, I'm at Terra del Fuego, you know? And I get to the desk or the fucking, the ticket booth, and uh, my cards don't work. 
none, none of my cards work. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have any cash. I just got into Argentina, and I, I don't have any cash. So I'm like, well, give me a second. And I step off to the side, park my bike, and I'm just like, you know, I don't have service. I can't do anything. I'm just like, I don't want to go back into town. Like I, and I'm like, still just kind of confused as to what is actually happening right now. So I'm just there, you know? And the next car behind me, the dude gets out. And I and I noticed that he's like on his third fucking credit card and his cards aren't working. And he starts talking to me. He's like, did you ride that from Texas? And I'm like, dude, where are you from? And he said, California. I'm like, yeah, I rode it from Texas. Just trying to get to the end of the world, you know? It's, uh, my cards aren't working. And he realizes his cards aren't working. So he pulls out a wad of cash and he goes hey man I, I got you and I'm like really from California fucking one of the people I bitch about all the time moving in to be my neighbors in Texas is going to take care of me at the end of the road and uh and he did <laughs> immediately after he said he would take care of me and he gave this lady all this cash he goes hey you don't got any weed do you I turn back and look at his car with his wife and his kids in it. <laughs> I'm like, nope, I don't. I don't. It's funny that you asked that because today was the first day I've smoked weed in a fucking long time, but I don't have any with me. He goes, okay, man, no worries. I just thought I'd ask. He's like, he was like, I'll see you at the end of the road. And I was just so stoked. I fucking put the ticket in my pocket, jumped on my bike, and fucking took off. And uh, and it was a national park. There was fucking people everywhere. There was buses. There was vans. There was taxis. Uh, you know, you get to the end of the road, into the world, and there's like a, a parking lot. There's tourists. There's motorcycles. Everybody's taking their picture at the sign. And I just, and there's like an area right by the sign for you to turn around. You're not supposed to park there. But I parked there. I'm like, fuck, you're, you know, kick me out. I don't give a shit. Kick me out. Kick me out of the end of the world. And uh, nobody says anything. I'm just parked there. And, and this guy comes up named Miguel. And he's like, dude, as soon as I saw you pulling up, I knew you were American. And I'm like, of course, at the end of the world, there's a bunch of goddamn Americans, huh? And he's like, yeah, man, me and my friends rode down from Brazil on our Tanier 700s and 750s or whatever the fuck they are. I'm like, that's cool. He's like, dude, I've never seen one of these bikes. Yeah, it's a Harley Davidson Pan America. He's like, I know, but I've never seen one. Seeing one for the first time at the end of the world, at the end of the road, is possibly the coolest fucking place I could ever imagine seeing a bike for the first time. And I was like, yeah, I, it, it, you're right. It, I mean, it is, it's pretty fucking cool. And next thing you know, him and all his friends are doing videos and photo shoots. And I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna roll my bike in here where you guys take my photo next to the sign. And they're like, absolutely, please roll your bike in here. You know, go. 
you can fit through these things and we do it and I uh, you know I'm like okay I I guess I'm leaving they're like where are you staying at and I'm like I don't know they're like we're at a hostel uh, in town you want to give me the the name and I was just like no I'm gonna go fucking get a hotel with a hot tub dude like I'm fucking I'm fixing to sit in some hot I'm fixing to pamper myself dude and they just started laughing and I just I just left and it was just anticlimactic you know I'm like was it the weed was it uh, you know, just doing it by myself. I mean, I got to share it with those guys. I mean, I, I'm sharing it with all of you right now. I just didn't, like, uh, I don't know. It didn't, I don't know. It didn't seem like the end. It was like, <clears throat> there was fucking people everywhere. There was buses. There was a national park, like, you know, I, I just, I wasn't, I don't know. It didn't, I didn't leave there feeling accomplished. You know, in the trip, it's about the journey. You know, it's not the destination, especially in a trip like this. Like, yeah, am I sad that it's over? Well, a couple of days before this, I wanted it, I was ready for it to be over. Uh, it was just like a, just a bunch. Just a lot happening. So I rode back to Ushuaia and, you know, I looked for a fucking hotel. When I turn my phone on, the service works for about like a minute and a half, two minutes. So I can like, you know, look some shit up. Nothing was really clicking. Finally, I went to a hotel <coughs> and they didn't have a hot tub and they didn't have parking. I'm like, what the fuck? Can I use your Wi-Fi? And I found this place outside of town, which is exactly what I wanted. It was in the woods. I remembered passing it. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going there. And they had a fucking hot tub, right? So I go there. And uh, once again, it's a beautiful ride. Park the bikes. There's a couple bikes there. Ask for a room. Get a room. Ask about the hot tub. They're like, yeah, we got a hot tub. It's it's in there. In the health spa. You got to pay extra for it. And I'm like, okay. what? Just tell me what to do. Like, we got to make an appointment downstairs at the desk. I'm like, okay. So I go downstairs. I'm like, I want to fucking use the hot tub tonight. They're like, what? I'm like, jacuzzi? Jacuzzi. Este noches, por favor. And they're like, oh, okay. And they pull out their little planner. And they're like, all right, we have 6 o'clock. And I'm like, all right, how about later? They're like, no, no, that's all we got tonight. I'm like, that's in like an hour and a half. Okay. Fucking sign me up. And I, I take a shower. Get some shit together. Make some phone calls. Call up Randall. I'm like, Randall, I made it. He's stoked. Wife's stoked. Um, my dad's stoked that I'm coming home now. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, my time came for the hot tub, right? <clears throat> and this, they have like a spa area. Essentially, I rented the spa area. It's got like a, a place to do yoga, some lounge chairs, a big shower, a sauna, and a hot tub. Well, I get in there at 6 o'clock, and the hot tub's like half full. And I'm like, they're like, don't worry, we're filling the hot tub up. Give us 15 more minutes. And I'm like, okay. 15 more minutes. I go do something, probably go smoke some cigarettes. And I go back in there. Now given, <clears throat> you know, Anyway, I go back in there. The hot tub is like maybe, maybe, maybe three quarters full. Maybe like five eighths. And I'm like, okay, this lady's walking me around. She's like, all right, you no, know, here's the sauna. Do this, do that. 15 in, 15 out. The hot tub. And there's like these glass windows, majestic view. I'm just like, Sick, and she goes over and pushes the button, and the hot tub jacuzzi just fires up, dude. I mean, rocking. It starts to look full once it's on. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, this is sick. And then I go and stick my hand in the fucking jacuzzi water. It's not cold, but it's not even warm. <clears throat> and she goes, yeah, you like it? And I'm like, no. No. What? I was like, it's not even hot. She goes, yeah, it's hot. And I'm like, that is no caliente. She had no idea. Just could not even. I don't even think they understand what a fucking jacuzzi is. So now I'm just like, you got to be fucking shitting me. Like. Okay, just get out of here. I'm going to fucking get naked and get in this sauna. So I did. I fucking got in the sauna. 20 minutes, sweat, get out. You know, did that like three or four times for an hour. And every time I got out of the sauna, I was like, <clears throat> I would just dip my hand in the hot tub, like thinking maybe it had warmed up or something and nothing and. You know, I get done with that. I go take another shower. And, you know, I had dreamed, like, at the end of this trip, I would drink some whiskey and smoke a cigar. I brought two cigars to smoke. And, uh, you know, celebrate. And I just wasn't in the mood. Like, I just wasn't, I didn't, I don't know. Was it because I stayed up all night partying the night before? Maybe. Uh, but I just, it didn't feel right. So I didn't even eat. I was so bummed at the hotel with the hot tub situation. I didn't, I didn't, even, I just got some bottles of water and went to my room and just started looking at the map. You know, like, you know, I got the shipping situated trying to figure out, you know, 
going back to Buenos Aires. Where do I go next? What's the move here? And and then I find this little line on the map. It's about halfway back to Rio Grande, but it cuts down south. And it goes for ways. And I start following it. And I, and I see where far it goes, and then I zoom out, and then it disappears. But I can see that I'm like, that, that road goes further south. That road goes way further south. <clears throat> so I'm like, fuck it. Fuck it. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to go back to Ushuaia, fill up on gas again. Uh, oh, and, and while I was looking this up on my phone, like before I could determine exactly that this was like worth doing or look into it anymore, I, uh, my phone, like my phone chargers quit charging, like my cores all quit working. So my phone dies and I just, I go to sleep, wake up the next morning, I'm like, fuck it, go to Ushuaia, get a phone charging cable. Get some cash, some Argentine cash. Because where I'm going, they're not going to take cards. And uh, and I get my phone charging. I I was going to have some food there, but none of the places open till 12. I found one spot with like fucking lambs, like full-size lambs laying over a fire. I was like, oh my God, this is this is it. This is what I want. But I'm also, I'm like, at the ocean, I should probably have some fucking seafood, right? Like, pretty sure they're known for their king crabs down here, maybe. Or their salmon, for sure. Or at least they got salmon. So anyways, my phone gets to charging. I stop to get gas on the way out of town. And I pull it up. And at the end of this road, there is uh, restaurants. And I'm like, okay, perfect. That's, that's I'm going to go have seafood on the ocean where this road you know, ends. And then uh, I, I remember Brian Helm was like, dude, you got to find the penguins, dude. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. There's penguins somewhere. So I look up where the penguins are at. This road goes to the island where the penguins are at. I'm like, okay, it's a sign from God. Sign from God. Things are looking up. Things are looking up. There is something else out there for me. So I fill up and I take off. Phones on the charger. I take off going back towards Rio Grande. I get like, I don't know, a ways out of Ushuaia. I go back past the museum, the motorcycle museum. And then there's Road J, Route J that goes to the right. And I take it and like maybe half a kilometer, there's like a police checkpoint. And I'm like, this, this is what the end of the fucking world looks like. Because this is kind of like what it was like when you get down to the Darien Gap. Like there's a police checking all the vehicles and everybody's passports to know who goes in. Just so that they, if they don't come back in a couple of days or whatever, like they start getting looked for. So I just take off, man. And I'm like rolling down this road and it's fucking sick. It's just like the National Park. Except for it's not a National Park and there's like a bunch of like, like old houses, like built out like wood cabins and shit i'm like okay this this is what the end of the world road is supposed to fucking look like and then it just started getting real desolate and uh 
there's like a, a couple bridges, like old bridges, and then I get to the this little intersection where the restaurant is. And you go you go right or you can go left. And you go right and there's a restaurant down there. And I stop at this place and fucking king crabs on the menu. And uh what do you call it? Calamari. Oh my god. They there was a confusion there. I, I asked for the non-fried calamari. Anyways, I got fried calamari and spicy red sauce. They didn't have a full king crab, but they had like these uh, cannolis. This guy was like from fucking Spain, dude, or Italy or something, dude. They were like, it was like a Mexican enchilada, but it was made Italian style with king crab in it. And it was fucking incredible. So they got Wi-Fi. I'm like back on the fucking maps. Like, all right. Look at this road. This other road just keeps going south towards that fucking, that island with the fucking, uh, with the, uh, what do you call them? With the, with the dolphins, right? And I pull out my eye overlander and I start looking at that as well. And, and it goes on to tell me that this is actually the furthest point south. Because, oh yeah, when I got to that intersection, thinking I was at the furthest point south, I could see across the water, and there was like another town, Porto Williams. And I'm like, oh my God, you have to take a ferry to get to that place. But no, no you don't. On I Overlander, I find this road, and you go down to the moat, which is the last fucking lighthouse, dude. And it is further south than Porta Williams. It is way further south. Well, not way further south, but it is further south than Ushuaia in the Fin del Mundo end of Route 3. That sign everybody takes their pictures at, that is the end of Route 3. That is not the furthest south that you can go by vehicle. So I take off down this road and I'm like, I'm on limited gas. I'm like... Are you going to turn around when you get to half a tank? Because that means you'll be half a tank away from the gas station. And the road just starts fucking creeping down the coast. It's like getting wet. And I'm like, there's no traffic. <clears throat> there's nothing. And I'm like, the road gets small. I'm like, this is, this is what... The end of the world road feels like, like not easy to get to. Uh, there's no resources here. And I just keep going. I keep going. And it's 60 kilometers from that intersection. And I'm like, dude, this is, we are fucking, we are pushing it on fuel. And keep going. And then I see, I stop to take a pit I stopped to put on my rain gear because it's raining now it's been raining since then and then two bikes go by and they just blow past me and they look like you know fucking white dudes from the states uh, but I don't know I couldn't tell they didn't stop I didn't get to talk to them I tried to I didn't wave them down but I was like I tried to let them know that I'd be willing to talk to them if they would stop because I hadn't seen anybody in a minute you know there's a couple river crossing. There's like creeks running in here. There's like, 
was that? Anyways, I just kept going and going and going and going. And, uh, and then the road gets real small, like, like fucking four-wheeler size. I did see, I did pass a four-wheeler at one point. That's right, I did pass a four-wheeler. And then it starts climbing up this hill after you go over this old fucking bridge. And, uh, and then bam, you get to the fucking, the lighthouse. But there's a lighthouse like off the road. I'm like, what the fuck? So I like sketchily put my bike in a fucked up place next to the fucking ocean and take a picture and then get the fuck out of there before something serious happens and keep going down the road. Keep going and going and going. Then you go over another bridge and it gets real small. And it climbs up to the top and then bam, you're at the fucking naval station and the road ends. And there's a fucking old, an old Volkswagen bus, like van, parked there. And I just pull right into the naval station. The gates are open. It looks deserted. This couple comes walking up. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Give me a high five. And he walked over and goes, you made it. It's the end of the road. And I was just like, it... I made it. I made it. And uh, I made that motherfucker take a picture of me. Turned my bike around, heading north. Made him take a photo. And I thanked him. And he walked off and left. And I just parked my bike. And there's guys inside this naval station that started raining ice. And, uh, you know... Pulled up my phone and like saw where I was on the map. Took some screenshots so I could share them with y'all. And uh, there's no sign that says you made it to the end. Uh, but I feel a lot more accomplished than than yesterday. And uh, so just before that last bridge, I saw some two tracks off to the left. And uh, I pulled in here. And I spent about an hour and a half, two hours setting up my tarp and resetting it up and moving my bike, setting it up again. On the third, the third place I put my bike and tied onto the trees, I finally got a good enough spot. It's been raining pretty much the whole time I've been recording these podcasts. And uh, I'm going to camp here at the end of the world, maybe if the the rain will quit and the clouds will clear. I'll put the drone up in the air and try and get some perspective on this situation. Uh, if not, oh well, you know. I uh, I can't thank every one of you enough. Uh, everybody that's supported me and helped make this happen. It's uh, everybody that's listened. You've all been a part of this trip. Everybody that's given words of encouragement and and done the opposite. It's all helped. And uh, I thank you. This has been an amazing journey. I don't, not sure where this leads me next. But right now I'm going to go north to Buenos Aires and ship this bike home. And uh, fly home myself and pick it up and, and meet you guys in Milwaukee from Mama Tribe. And uh 
I guess I'm going to set my tent up in the rain. I got a bag of dehydrated food that looks really good. It's like beef ravioli. I got a bottle of wine. And I'm going to smoke a cigar. I love you. Holy shit. It's like I haven't been here for a whole month. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. There's uh, sacrifices have been made. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, I'll be doing some recaps about the dude. The journey north was, well, it was a fucking adventure. I thought I was just going to be simple, smooth sailing down a fucking paved road all the way to Buenos Aires. And uh, I couldn't have been further from the truth. So anyways, I look forward to sharing the rest of this trip with you. And I hope that you can meet me in Milwaukee. Uh, assuming the bike makes it through U.S. Customs, it will be there at Mama Tried. So, see you in Milwaukee.